Welcome to another episode of the Dibbly Dobblers Cricket Podcast. And we've been away for a few weeks, so in case you've forgotten who I am, I am your main host, as always, Callum. And in case you forgot who he is, it's the secondary host, dinner lady, producer, director. Yada, yada, yada. Don't know what else you are. (laughs) Host. Uh, Physical host. Host, yeah. (laughs) Um, Andrew. You're right. You know, seeing as I, I need to remember to say your name because I've yes. been a few times that I've just used all these descriptions of you and, and then not, not given my name. Told anyone who you are. For those who are watching on YouTube, can see my name in front of me and can see your name in front of you. So wow. it's only for the proper listeners, the old school gang. Old school gang, 21st century, Andrew. It's amazing that 21st century breakdown over here. T- breakdown. <laughs> Green Day reference. Oh, you should get that. I should. It's like we're not like we're going to see them this summer or anything. <laughs> nev- I've never been very good with like names of things, like <laughs> songs. And act- I mean, and that like actors' names and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm with you on that one. Right, so like, I'm, I've always been pretty terrible at that kind of thing. So that is no shock to me that I've missed that reference. And lyrics, I don't remember them. Just make them <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, enough about our social calendar, yeah. Andrew. We're Indeed. here to record a podcast. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, you've spoken about a calendar. We'd go to that first. A calendar of events. Yeah, or Cricket Scotland's S- calendar oh. of international fixtures for the Cricket summer. Cricket World Cup League Two. Yes. Scotland fixtures, yeah. So they start on the 9th of April. Yeah, th- so they've announced the... The list for the, the summer, we've got fixtures from April through to August, actually, and every month, just. Oh, man, they release those fixtures, oh, don't they? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So, yeah, they do start up 9th to the 16th of April with a tri-series with Papua New Guinea and Oman, curiously hosted in the UAE, rather than yeah, either I of the other two nations. don't really understand that. Not really looked into why that's happening, but... Um, yeah, Papua I mean, you getting COVID restrictions? Maybe I don't know. And I don't know, Southern Hemisphere as well. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe they were meant to host it, but they can't. Then it's all guesswork. Yeah, whereas Oman are like right next door. I know, so it's not like that would have made any and sense. And have a big facility I mean, as well with two totally separate totally just tr- Oman are totally just trying to become like the associate UAE. They are, like, yes. It's a fair play. I them. mean, UAE are associate as well, but... No, no, but I mean for like hosting <laughs> I know everything. I know exactly like, what you mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. So well done, Oman. You're a second-rate UAE. Good job. <laughs> um, after that, 27th of May to the 3rd of June, uh, against the USA and the aforementioned UAE, um, oh, that man. one's in the USA. That's going to be a lot of you. you know, I know. USA and USA UAE. versus the UAE. Yeah. I, I wouldn't fancy commentating on that. I haven't seen the specifics of where that's being held, but I would assume it's in Florida because that's where they tend to play. All the cricket takes yeah. place. All of it. I said it's in the USA, so I mean, I would assume. Yeah. Four, no, four something. Yeah, four something. Uh, I can't remember. I've got Lauderdale in my head, but that's like... is that? I was like Fort Worth, but I feel like that's something else. I feel like they're both military bases. Uh, So, (laughs) you know, I can't imagine why military stuff would be on the mind, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, well, we're not going there. (laughs) Well, I have, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have your 
colour scheme. We well, should have we should have changed your um, mic cover and used the blue one. Should have. Oh man. Right. Cutting this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and then so that's our June May and June that covers off. So we've got April, May, June, then tenth to the seventeenth of July. Uh, and we get international cricket back in Scotland. Um, whoop, whoop. Namibia and Nepal um, are over for a tri series for uh, in that one. And then eighth to the sixteenth of August, it's the UAE and the USA again. Uh, and this time they are in Scotland as well. So. But also, what I like about them, and I don't know whether this is just by chance or whether cricket Scotland has anything to do with this. They, one of the things I do like is they're in the school holidays, which is quite well thought out. In that actually, uh, you know what? I hadn't children will that, be yeah. able to come and watch these games after the criticism last time of the Zimbabwe series. We were kind of a bit critical of the fixture, you know, sort of the setup for it, and yeah. the pricing and things like that. Yeah. So it's good to see that it's made. And as I say, I don't know whether that's just the ICC go that's the dates or whether Cricket Scotland play any part. But I'm gonna because they've been getting a bit of hard time lately, Cricket Scotland. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. say well done to them and assume that they've. Hopefully the, the price point is equally as I appealing. I don't know if they even charge for... No, they presumably will. These are now like genuine ODIs, but I don't know in the past if they've always actually been ticketed games. I ser- I went to one against... It wasn't CWC League 2, but I went to an ODI against Namibia. Right. Um, and now I get in for nothing because it was through the All-Stars programme. Yeah, um, that we went along to that, but there was it was certainly a charge to ticket event right, okay. that one. But I'd be hoping it's not Zimbabwe pricing. No, it was all fairly. Uh, I mean, reasonable I, think, I think it's reasonable to charge something. Five though. or ten or a ticket, uh, something like that. You would hope. Uh, um, but no, but it's good. It's good to see. Um, and then I think did I miss the final set by pointing about the school holidays against the UAE and USA in Scotland. Or did we mention that? We mentioned that. We did. Yeah. Shows how much attention I'm paying. Hope you're paying yeah. more attention, listeners, viewers. <laughs> this whole YouTube thing kind of confuses me. I'm like, they're listeners, but they're viewers, and I don't know what to call them. Viewers. But then people might be listening. No, but Not on YouTube. Viewers. Yeah, but our, our target audience is YouTube. Wow. Sorry to offend you, listeners, <sighs> but Jeez. the viewers are, are what we want. So Sorry, guys. <laughs> Stop living in the 20th century <laughs> getting the modern age yeah come see our I was going to say beautiful faces but you've seen us so <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah so exciting fixture list be good to see although oh, I've just realised that we're going to have to suffer through ICC TV we could just go no I'm not going to the UAE why <laughs> are you taking this podcast seriously or i mean wh- what are you hoping no, for? I absolutely we'll plan to get to at least one of the the home games but um the away games we are going to have to suffer through i mean we ICC-TV. technically speaking get home on the 9th of april from our joint holiday just because everyone will think we live together <laughs> um, and so yeah i mean we're just I've got Bastille on the 10th, so I need to fly home for that, but that's okay. Hopefully the game doesn't fall on that. So yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, aye, okay. <laughs> well, come on, pessimist. <laughs> USA, that's... well. Cricket Scotland could employ us as our media as their media guys and take us take us with them. Wouldn't it be hard to be better? Ooh, cutting. 
bit of criticism I mean, there. Criti- ah, yeah, it's not okay, the best. Okay, go for that. But I just I I think um, I think Cricket Scotland's media presence communications leads. Yeah, a bit I to mean, be desired to be fair. I think uh, the one thing I'm gonna say on this is that we went searching for these fixtures, uh, and I found them on Twitter. But the first thing I place I went to was the Cricket Scotland website men's international fixture list. Completed. And it said completed. Completed. Done it, mate. Yeah. They're on um, the DLC now. So, <laughs> yeah, there is definitely room for improvement. With well, the I couldn't find it on strategy. Facebook. Yeah. So. so, yeah, not the best. But, but, yeah. A lot going on just now, so we'll not be too harsh. But, uh, yeah. yeah, and let's be honest, we'd be better than the commentary team in the ECL. So, um, because that is terrible. No, I end- Do you know oh, what? My word. Do you know no, what? No. It has a charm. I tell you to away him, but um, <laughs> I'm here already. Are, but <laughs> a charm. Yeah. What of people who don't know what they're talking about? But the thing is, certainly the boy Vinny. Oh yeah, yeah. Has no, superb knowledge of all he, the European cricket. Oh stuff. no, no, he's good. I don't, I don't have a problem with him. I know right. he didn't like his Maximo and all that. No, I don't like the Maximo stuff. But I can I can appreciate and, it. Oh, what's the other two lads' names? So you then uh, Rico Full, who yeah he I'd agree with you. Is that the boy that can't catch? No, that's Corey Rutgers, right, and so he, he follows us on, Corey, on Twitter. Corey Rutgers, he's I can just about live with him. But and I Rico, believe he's the cricket Spain head coach. All right, Rico Full. I mean that's an appropriate name because <laughs> he <laughs> is. Absolutely stinking. <laughs> no idea why that boy is on commentary. Like, <laughs> honestly, b- bang your head off the wall stuff listening to him. <laughs> Awful. Um, but no, I think Maximo deserves a lot, or Mr. Maximo deserves a lot of credit because I yeah. think he's the driving force behind the ECL. And even though it's not always the best quality on the field, um, I think he deserves a lot of credit. So, yeah. yeah. So. But, and this provides a great segue into speaking about the ECL. We had probably hoped about this time we might be speaking to someone from Carlton again because they would have successfully got through the ECL final and be going off to finals week. And it didn't go to plan, did it? Because Brescia are going to finals week instead. Yeah. So Carlton did have a great week up until the final. They won all their eight games in qualifying for that that final match. Uh, Brescia had to do it the hard way. They finished outside the, the top three and yep. were in eliminator games the whole way through. Um, after but the, to be the fair, I said to you really early on, I'd watched Brescia and I said I thought they could challenge. You did? Because yeah. I, I felt their bowling looked capable enough um, and I think that's what a lot, I think some of the other even teams that finished higher at the table, they had like one or two decent bowlers. Yeah. It was a bit like sort of club cricket in that you mm. were like, yeah, if you kind of don't collapse to these couple, you should be okay because there's yeah. plenty of runs elsewhere. But no, Brescia kind of looked like they had an actual bowling unit. Yeah. But of course, Carlton had an internationalist up their sleeve. Yes. Um, well, technically a couple of international cap, but a current international. A current international in their captain, Ali Evans. And... He just didn't look it, did he? It has to be said. The w- the thing that really frustrated me was that um, in the morning game on the Friday 
Um, so the the final day of the week, um, they played uh, a game to to automatically qualify for the for Against the final. Cluj. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and Ali Evans bowled a lot of short stuff and got pinged about the park a bit. And I had really hoped that he would have learnt from that, and he just didn't. And so. Carlton put on a reasonable total, which you went from the from the week that had gone. You'd gone. That's kind of in the right ballpark. It's defendable. The game's not out of question. Yeah, but it's a defendable total. Yeah. Um, and after the first couple of overs, you went. All right, this is now a stroll for Brescia because Evans continued to bowl short. I think that. It was crying out for him to just try and put everything on the batsman's toes. Just break people's toes. Yeah. Um he was good enough, quick enough to just to to execute that. Um and he didn't do it. He just kept bowling short and the ball kept going to the boundary. I think the thing is that what the most of the other guys that are playing ECL and probably to I had sort of raised this as a potential that it could be difficult for Carlton is that they play on grass wickets. Yes. And it is very different bowling I think it's easier to bat on an AstroTurf because you can kind of just hit through the ball yeah like and it comes on to you better than a grass wicket but I think bowling on an Astro is quite difficult um and I think that's ultimately probably what's cost them and cost him because mm. I think he thought right I'm gonna try and use my pace because the pitch isn't often the assistance and things but yeah he just used it in the total wrong way just yeah. get it in at the toes because the guys who used to play on these Astros are used to, if the ball isn't hitting the stumps, they know they can just throw their hands at it. And they are still, especially by that point in the competition, yeah. they're good enough players, especially the sort of top three or four play- batsmen in the teams, are good enough to still hit through the line of the ball when they know that their stumps aren't at risk. And it got punished. Yeah. It was just, it was a, frust- a really frustrating watch, I have to say. It was. Um, and yeah, I just... Expected better in sort of the thought process and how they went out to, to defend that total. And yeah, frustrating, as I say. And yeah, and it's disappointing. They had, they had a good week. There's a lot of positives. I think they still... It's not like they embarrassed Scotland or anything like that. You know, they, I think they've got a lot of positives. And it's, I suppose it's just a shame that the really bad game... Or not really bad, but, you know, their worst game was in the final. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, pity that it won't be in the finals week, but I'm sure it's still a good experience for the guys. Um, and hopefully, maybe there's lessons they can pass on to whether it's themselves or another Scottish team could go out to represent next time. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So what's next on the cards, Andrew? So there's been a lot of laws of the game changes uh, have been announced to come into effect in October. Um, so after our summer season here. Um Three main ones. I don't know if there were more than the, the three, but the three ones that sort of stood yeah. out. Um, so the change that was brought in due to COVID, uh, banning the application of saliva to the ball, that yep. has been made permanent. Um, well, I, te- I don't know if that was actually a law of the game either, technically, before. That was like a COVID restriction, technically, was it not? Yeah, that that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, it's been uh, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. The restriction that's been brought in has been incorporated yeah. into the laws of the game and made permanent. They felt they conducted a study and found that it made no difference really. Um, you can still use sweat, which 
is what they've been doing in the meantime anyway. So Yeah, I think I'll, I actually remember speaking to a friend who it doesn't play cricket and he was asking about that and he sort of said, is using saliva on the ball not pretty nasty anyway? And I was like, yeah, I kind of get your point. Like, yeah. forget COVID. Like, there lots of germs yeah. stem <laughs> heavily from, like, your mouth and nose. So, yeah, I was like, it was after he'd said that, I was like, yeah, that's kind of, it's quite disgusting. Yeah, but it's just what we've always done. So uh, <laughs> We've always licked our balls. So yeah. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's fairly inoffensive yeah, change. Yep. Um, Although, hopefully, like, because at international level, they were allowed to use sweat. At our level, you weren't allowed to use sweat. No, you weren't allowed. Well, sorry, I had I got. I mean, if you wipe your brow and that sweat somehow ends up on the ball, I got neutral umpires, so we got watched a bit more. And your daddy level of cricket that <laughs> probably didn't apply. <laughs> yeah, no. but um, um, yeah, but yeah, I would like I would hope that the domestic uh, associations lift the restrictions on I that as well so. because you do need some form of moisture to properly shine like, a ball. Oh, look, the ground's wet. There yeah, we go. yeah. Uh, just made the farce of the whole thing. But Indeed. Yeah. Um, we're doing the caught one or the the mancad. Oh, let's go mancad first. Mancad, yeah. So this, in terms of the actual application of the laws, there's no change. Yeah. Um, but what they've decided to do is that the mancad law, so the run out of a batter at the non-striker's end. Uh, before the ball has been delivered, um, it used to sit in the unfair play yep. part of the laws. Uh, and that was because it was unfair play on the part of the batsman in yep. advancing down the crease before the ball had been delivered. What That has now been moved from there into the run-out law. And the logic behind that is to emphasise that it is a valid form of dismissal. Yeah. The non-striker run-out still carries a big stigma around it in the game. Oh, yeah, completely. What are your thoughts on this? Because for me, I've always felt that it's a valid form of dismissal. I would always look to give a batter a warning, but once they've had that warning, fair is fair. So you're nicer than I am. <laughs> I don't mind giving a young lad a warning. I actually don't even see why there's a need for a warning, to be quite honest. It's like, I'm somebody who backs up pretty well. Uh, and the reason I back up pretty well is because I actually, like, when I'm batting, start, like, behind the stumps yep. and, like, walk through with the batsman. So I'm more than comfortably at the point that, the, uh, sorry, with the bowler, I'm more than comfortably behind the line, like or at very least my bat is well behind the line. Yeah. But I've still got the momentum, and I don't see why. Because actually, when you watch it, most of these people that are in that danger zone, it's because they're starting stood right at the line edge. So as they start to move forward, they then come out their ground. And yeah. It's just like, well, there's no need for it whatsoever. Yeah, you've got so much room behind that yeah. point that you can be in. It's not like you can't go behind the stumps no, as a batter. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't allowed behind, past that line of the stumps, I could maybe understand it a bit more. But it's like, no, it's just cheating. And yeah. I don't know if it existed partly in the unfair play because I suppose there's that slight thing of you've got this slightly odd, like it activates a run out because yeah. obviously the ball effect becomes dead. And then it activates a run-out period. Then the run-out period kind of stops while the ball is then reaching the batsman. 
and then it like reactivates a run out period. So I don't yeah. know, I don't know if that's part of the reason before they tried to leave it in like unfair play because it's mm. maybe create you know it kind of like turns on goes off turns on again yeah. kind of thing. So I don't know if it was to try and help that, but yeah, I'm all for man cadden people. We've had a few run-ins in indoor cricket in man cadden with we other have. teams. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, I don't know why there's a stigma around it. It's and I think it, the whole stigma thing is just one of these things. It's like the game is too weighted in the favour of batsmen, and this is just a good example of getting rid of that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think it's a positive move to, you know, promote that it is a valid form of dismissal. And as a batter, you're not thinking about anything else when you're down that that other end. You're thinking no. about where is the run. So if you're thinking about where is the run, then you need to be mindful that you need to still be in that crease until the ball is delivered. If you're asking the bowler to keep their front foot behind the line, then there's no reason the batsman can't keep their run. The yeah, exactly. Ball. The uh, the bowler doesn't get a warning before they get given a no ball. No. If they are half an inch over that line and they bowl the batter out... Yeah, then it's tough. The wicket still doesn't stand. Yeah. So I do... I do get your point about just being ruthless. I think still think we're at a sort of phase with that law where I still support the warning first. I well, if we're playing against each other, if that ever happened, don't expect the warning. Just well, I'll just never it. be out my crease. So because you didn't move. Well, that's also <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no warning for me. That's that's a message out to all those people in Scotland. No warnings. This is, your warning. this is your one. This is this is your one. Just that, like out at the toss, just to let you know, I'm going to run you all out if you're out your ground. So warning now, done. See, I also uh, just to take that point a bit further. Actually, I think if one batter has had a warning, then oh, that that's your warning oh, it's for a the team. team. Warning. Uh, oh. Yeah, absolutely, it's a team warning. Oh, absolutely. So anyone else does it, see you later. Oh, absolutely. And if I if I didn't like the batsman, I'll push him out of the ground and then run. Away. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're judged to be in your delivery stride by that point. Because <laughs> I'm shouting, "Go!" <laughs> <laughs> I think that's totally within the spirit of the game. Oh, right, dear. the final one. The final one, yes. So this is an ECL rule, basically. Well, I mean, I think I the hundred brought it to more prominence. Well, I know, but I think the ECL had the rule first. I think they did, actually, yeah. But the... Um, Stop steal Mr. Maximo's thunder. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. But it was in the 100 as well. So this is Didn't the... Didn't watch that, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did bring in some good things. There are definite positives with that. Um, so this is the rule that a batter caught out. Yep. Um, if the batter's cross as would often be the case with a high catch or a yep. catch on the boundary, the new batter will still go on strike, regardless of if the batters have crossed, with the exception being if it's the end of an over. So basically, it's as per all the other yeah. methods of dismissal that aren't a run out. Yeah. The new batter will go to the the end that the other batter has left. Yeah, so I think... I, I like this rule. Don't have a problem with this rule at all. I think the fact they haven't extended it to runouts is a bit odd because I feel like the same logic applies to the two things. Um, 
to me, I kind of take the view of, I think when a dismissal takes place, if somebody's out, I almost think like nothing that, like you should have to return to the state of the game prior to that. Right. I, I get run outs in that you've legally completed a run. I also think with a run out, you would have to define it to run out running a single. Because otherwise, or would it be oh, no, to your so last completed run? So, it would, so, so if you've run like two... Last, the last valid or legal point of the game prior to you being dismissed. So if you run one and that's legally complete, that then becomes like a valid point in the game. Right. And it's both batters. So, yeah, so like, yeah. What happens? But then if you turn and then go to run two and get run out, you should return to whatever end your one is from. What if you run one, or you think you've run one, and you go to complete two, but you are one short? <laughs> no luck. <laughs> You're out. So, no, but so so well, where, where does the batter go? There's no runs taking place then. So it's I, just as you were. I, I've never got this either. One short, but you stay at the end that you're at. Well, why is that the rule? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just stupid. And if you're one short, but you've run three, you still get two. But surely there's two incomplete runs there. Uh, it's just stupid. I don't get it. And I, I just think it should be like the last legal point of the game. So if you're caught out, yeah, new batsman comes because there's nothing, nothing has happened between the batsman being caught that has like changed the valid state of the the game, like legal, like there's no run. There's no, you can't But the ball is live. That, I mean, that's why the, the rule has been as it has been, is because until that ball is caught, the, ball, the, the game is live. The play isn't dead until the ball is caught. No, I know what you mean. But at the same time, you don't. the guy doesn't catch it, but you've run, th- like, some boys totally skied this completely, <laughs> and you've run three. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't think... That's what... Just in the hypothetical, right? Chris Gale's hit it and Usain Bolt is running. <laughs> like, it's right up there, coming down... With where, snow on it. With an aeroplane on it. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> orbited the moon. Jeff Bezos has come down on his <laughs> sp- SpaceX shuttle or whatever. Oh, that might be Elon Musk one. But that whatever. is, yeah. Um, what's his blue something? But um, yeah. anyway, you've run three... It's not like, oh, it's caught. Oh, well, well done, you get your three, but now you're out. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I get if the guy drops it, you then your runs count. Yeah. But it's like, in a sense, while it's in the air, it's like in no man's land in a way. Like, it's... I think some of these rules are just a bit contra- like they just don't quite fit together and I do think that one of the things that like cricket needs to do if it's trying to target these markets and things like this it needs to simplify itself it needs a to bit. be consistent and I don't think it needs and I think some of these things is it's not you're not really fundamentally changing what the game is you're not changing the game but you're trying to simplify it so that people kind of go right if you're out you're out yeah and that's it and it's, yeah, I just think, I think it makes a lot of sense. But I think it should have extended to run outs as well. I I just think you can basically throw your wicket away 
like to strategically get now i know that some people would make the argument of well you've thrown your wicket away but you've lost a wicket to get the other guy on strike but no i just didn't like it it's like well done you failed at something but you achieve it yeah no i I do get your your logic um and it would stop the sort of sacrificial yeah i just don't i don't like I just yeah, I just don't see the need for it. It's yeah. like you've got number ten on earn strike, a, earn a run with one ball left, and the other boy's a hundred and forty off. Aye, seventy balls. So you just run. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, don't do that. You've got to earn that run. I think it would make test cricket interesting as well, because you'd kind of you kind of get that. Test cricket it. is interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just so put, so clarifying is, that it point. Is, it is, is the ultimate form of the game. And we'll get on to test cricket <laughs> soon. But that tail ender trying to get off strike, just now it's almost like, right, if it just doesn't go straight at a fielder, just run. Yeah. But actually it m- puts a new dynamic on that and it kind of makes... Yeah, because you've got to go, actually it has to be a run. It needs to be a genuine run. Yeah. Otherwise we've thrown away a wicket and we've not achieved what yeah, we're trying oh, it's, to yeah yeah so now rather than having number 10 and you've now got number 11 and yeah. all right so yeah i would have took it further than that but i think it makes a lot of sense um so test cricket test cricket well i think before we touch on test cricket i think we need to touch on a sad moment that we've had in recent times i yeah i think we do um so if you've been living under a rock we sadly had the passing of an i'm not just gonna say a legend i am gonna say a cricketing icon i'm gonna a sporting icon a sporting icon i think that's probably fair point yeah um i would make an argument to say he was the only person only cricketer to really be a worldwide superstar and sadly with the passing of Shane Warne um, at his holiday home in Thailand um, and I mean the game has just lost as you say an icon just an icon like yeah. yeah I mean he was 52 years old um, still young yep um he was active. Obviously, we heard him on commentary all the time. Probably healthier now than he probably was when he played. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Um, coaching in various franchise leagues across the globe. Yeah. Um, had thrown his hat in the ring for the, the England job just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just... and it, it, There was the sad passing of Rod Marsh. Um, yeah. On the same day. Yeah, like 12 hours before. Or yeah. In fact, his last, Shane Moore's last tweet was sending his condolences out about that. And it was like, oh, that you know, that's a, it's a big name, but an older guy in, in Australian cricket. And it was like, oh. And then all of a sudden, it was, I mean, I was at work and someone was like, oh, I heard the Australian cricketer died. And I was like, all right, that's a bit odd. How do you know that Rod Marsh died? Well, I thought, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 uh, Shane somewhere. I was like, what? And then it's like immediately... Yeah. Like, oh my word. And I there's not many people that have died and I've genuinely been like what? Like just yeah. speechless. Yeah, it was um yeah, shocking. 
I, I, th- I saw a comment on Twitter, um, which I kind I think portrays the what cricket has lost uh, in his passing is that no one has ever known as much about anything as Shane Warne knew about leg spin. Was it Bill? Was it Bill Laurie? Was no. Who he had a mentor. He'd probably argue that that guy did oh, That's terrible. Uh, uh, do you know what? I watched the Warren documentary on Amazon last night. Uh, Terry Jenner, Jenning, Jenner, yeah. something like that. Um, but yes, that he was Warren's mentor. Yeah. Um, but I would suggest that by the time that Warren had finished playing, yeah, he, probably, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what he he, he leg spin had kind of died. Like yes, yeah. W- when he came onto the scene, like it, uh, certainly at a sort of top class level, like um, because even if you take Anno Kumble, who's o- o- another very very successful leg spinner, yeah, Kumble was almost a medium pacer. Like you know the way he he wasn't bowl he didn't bowl leg spin like proper big ripping mm, leg spin, yeah, um. And yeah, it, and now actually you look at, it's quite a lot, you know, look, go to the IPL and things and there's a lot of wrist spinners on the go. Um, yeah, I mean, in England, South Africa, they've got their own good leg spinners and you question how many of these people would have, I meant deal Rashid, but you'd probably think of someone else that we'll get on to later, but yeah, <laughs> how many of these guys would be around? Yeah. Who didn't? Who you know? Who didn't I think try like and bowl leg spin like a hundred percent. And as I mean, we played cricket through age groups. How many times, as like an under thirteen and under fifteen, did you hear bowling shine? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, as a wicketkeeper, someone bowled well and bowling shine. Yeah, yeah and it's just uh, like, yeah, it's it's yeah. a sad moment. It is a very sad loss for the and game, and obviously thoughts go out to all absolutely. those close to him. Um, and yeah. Sunil Gavaskar, you're a disgrace. Is the other thing I would say. So Absolutely. Um, needing to poke at somebody who's just passed. Um, yeah. Absolutely disgrace. And to be honest, epitomizes exactly why I dislike Indian cricket. But anyway, yeah. we won't touch on that too long. We were talking about leg spinners, and I think that is a <laughs> good segue into England Test selection, Andrew. Yeah. Where, where is Matt Parkinson? Oh, he's running drinks again. Do you know, I've worked out the problem. Joe Root, as a good Yorkshireman, <laughs> right? He's he needs like, to, right, he needs to Jimmy cross. Anderson, you're retiring, whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, right, uh, Matt Parkinson. Uh, you nah. can come along, but you're not playing. And uh, yeah, Saki uh, Mamedo, you can come uh, along too, but you're not playing either. Yeah, so we'll like, make it look like Lancashire getting to play, but they're not getting to play. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all it is. I just don't get it. No. I, I do not get the selection at all. So, England have gone with Jack Leach again, which is what I said they would do. I don't know why I'm surprised, because I said they would do it. You said they wouldn't. You said, no, the, the weight of public opinion is behind Matt Parkinson now. He will be selected, and they've gone with Leach again. Uh, yeah. And, okay, I'm going to give a little bit of credit to Jack Leach as we talk I'm going to check the score we're at the end of day three 
um, of the test, and the West Indies finished up the day on 373 for nine. Um, because, like Spinner, Dan Lawrence came on at the end of the day and <laughs> picks up a wicket. <laughs> off Spinner. Oh, he's off. Uh, he bowls off his. Oh, that's what he does. Kind of awkward looking off his. That's why I had it in my head. He was legs. He kind of bowls like I almost he... over the. He kind of bowls almost like beyond. Which is why it should be leg spin. Uh, right. Anyway, Dan Lawrence two overs two maidens not for one at the end of the day, <laughs> and there's one. <laughs> Get him in the ones. <laughs> and there's one is the centurion as well. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, look, I think, right, but no, my my point is that um, Jack Leach has actually bowled okay in this test. Um, my criticism of Jack Leach has always been, as a spinner, you either need to be a wicket threat or you need to hold up an end. Um, as it stands, I'll get the full scorecard up in front of me so that I can see his figures for this innings. He has bowled forty three overs, twenty maidens, one for seventy nine. Given that he started seven overs, not for twenty nine or something. Well, the thick end of 40 overs for 50 runs. I'm not giving him that much credit for that. I've got to be honest. Because I <laughs> think I could go out and bowl my left arm spin and have held up an end under those conditions. The pitch is really, really slow. It but is. Bonner is not a guy that's going to go after bats. That's just not how he plays. Um, okay, Jason Holder was probably the guy that might have. And to be honest, I think once Holder went... De Silva's not like great, you know, he's not, he doesn't look like a test match seven, I wouldn't have overly said. Hmm. Uh, he may become one. Um, he's probably, in an ideal world, you'd maybe want to bat him eight as, even as a keeper. But yeah. um, they've not got that. But it was very much by that point, it was just bat for as long as we can. And I would suggest that his figures would be better or they would have more meaning if, like in the Ashes, we saw Jimmy Anderson where other bowlers were getting carted around yeah. and he was still bowling under two, uh, an economy of like two or under. Yeah. Like, Leach is bowling uh, under two, but, but so Stokes, Stokes has got a better, quite a significantly yeah. better economy than Yeah, him. so Leach has gone at 1.83 and Stokes has gone at one and a half. Yeah, the, the pitch is like dead. If Not you, quite as dead as the pitch in Raul Pindi last week, but dead. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, but but the thing is, is that was a road, and again, like so, if Leach was born in that, I dare say Leach would have been getting carted around yeah. because it was a road. The problem is, this pitch isn't a road; it's just dead. It's just yeah. awful. Like. I'm still not going all of a sudden Jack Leach is the guy to hold up an end because I just think that, like... No, I'm just saying that in yeah. this game, the figures suggest that he's managed to do that. Yeah, and but I just, that's what I've criticised him for not doing. Right. But, but I still Lawrence think it, has done better than I still think it's the wrong decision. I think that England have really struggled to get through the tail. What do you want to get through the tail? You want a wrist spinner. Well, they basically picked Rashid for a period of time purely for that yeah. reason. Um, I, I just think it's really poor that they've not given Parkinson the chance taking him on another tour he's probably not going to play he's probably going to run drinks um, all tour and I just think that it's awful I, I think he will play and I still I, I'm not going to go for the weight of public opinion but you know you sort of said to me about how you just didn't see the wickets from the same bowlers Wood looks like he may be injured 
Yep. Um, so there's a good chance Mahmood will come in for Wood. Overton and Wokes have looked n- pretty meh. Yes. So the problem is Leach is not going to be the guy that absolutely rips through the team. And I think, therefore, England will have no choice but to go to Parkinson because at least a wrist spinner is more... A wrist spinner may get carted around. You always take that risk with a wrist spinner. But they will always get you wickets as well. Mm. Do you think that that will be at the expense of Leach or do you think they'll go two spinners? Well, I, I think that would be a... We'd have to see what the pitch is like. In the end of the day, you look at the West Indian first-class structure and that is spinners do well. Mm. Like, um, you kind of look at the top wicket takers and some some of the spinners out there have got ridiculous amounts of wickets at pretty low averages. So spin does do well. It is a place that you could bowl two spinners. It's not something that England tend to do. I still just wonder if you've got... I mean, I think Lawrence is probably... I like they've gone for Lawrence. You know, there's other criticisms in our selections. I like they've gone for Lawrence instead of Pope. Lawrence is another guy that's kind of ran drinks with other guys not really deserving their spot. And they've got... and. The chances are, unless he's god-awful in the first two games, he will get the three games. It's a short series. Yeah. Especially for a batsman, you, you have to be pretty stinking. To There's not any tour games going on or anything. So I think he'll play them all. And I think if you've got Root and Lawrence in your team, I don't really know if you need to be carrying then Jack Leach as well. I'd rather you play another Seymour because they're bowling Ben Stokes too much and he'll break down soon enough if they don't watch it. Yeah, Ben Stokes has bowled 28 overs in this innings. Wokes has got 30. Overton's got 32. I mean, because Wood's only bowled 17, Stokes is picking up that slack as the sort of... The third Seymour. Yeah, yeah. bowling a, a heavy ball and trying to be the enforcer. And it, to be fair, he's, he's bowled well, um, but he's still bowling too much. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you've got a boy who's six foot five as one of your other bowlers who maybe would be the more obvious choice to bowl that short stuff. But, um, you know, oh wait, they do. It's, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Overton was very <laughs> unlucky in the first innings. He got caught a short leg in between his legs, more or less, in his lap. Um, but, yeah, it's... I just think, particularly overseas... Wokes and Overton just aren't good enough. I think they they occup they should be occupying the same spot. To me, Overton should yeah. be there as backup to Wokes, and you know that gives you extends your batting order, gives you uh, your third seamer, and I think and probably if Sam Curran was fit, neither would be playing. Um, yeah, yeah, that's. But fair. I I don't think they should be playing together. I do genuinely wonder if the reason they're both playing is because of the batting problems. I know Overton made a duck, but I do think he was... Unlu- to get out in the manner he got out was quite unlucky. He's he's a, you know he's a much better batsman than the other bowlers that they've got. So, you know, he is a sort of a proper bowling all-rounder. Um, mm-hmm. So I do wonder if that's it. The frailties have gone. We need to extend the batting, but the bowling just looks toothless. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did look at the lineup and thought, oh, that's an England team where the batting lineup looks to be the strength. And with the way England have batted over the last year, 18 months or so, that's just not a good thing. <laughs> no, and yet again, we've seen the openers 
Not top order, fail. Yeah, um, it was 30 for 3, four, 50 for 4, yet again. Yeah, and thank thank God for Johnny Bairstow. Took the words right out of my mouth, I have to say. Yeah. Ben Folk's behind the stumps, though. That's Which means I for the first time on a team sheet has been Folk, Stokes and Wokes. Stokes, Folks and Wokes, right? Two of them are called Ben. Indeed, yeah. Chris will need to change his name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but folks is a big difference behind the stumps that the, the point for me today was watching it um, and he was standing up to Chris Wokes bowling at 85 mile an hour uh, at, at times yeah. and I just think that Butler or Bairstow aren't capable of that behind the stumps and on a pitch like that I mean don't get me wrong I think partly the pitch allowed him to do that oh absolutely because it, it's kind of dead and the ball was old and things but yeah I don't think Bairstow or Butler would be doing that and what he was doing is he was at least make it I mean, it is that it is quite, especially to a seamer, and uh, I mean, never faced a seamer of that pace. Like when the keeper comes up, it does kind of make because you're kind of used to just being able to get a big stride in forward, oh, not just re- standing out of your crease. Yeah, yeah. standing out of crease, not having to worry about again. Yeah, especially standing out of your crease because if the pitch is quite slow, you might try and move down a bit just to you know yeah. kind of get to it sooner. It just gives you that option, and that, uh, I think and. He did all right with the bat, didn't he? He got forty-two, something yeah, like that. So, I think. you know, better than Butler would have produced. So. Yeah, forty-two. So, prediction for this test match, Andrew? Draw, draw. Yeah, yeah, I think a draw. I think the pitch looks. Uh, yeah, we're at the end of day three. West Indies are three hundred and seventy-three for nine, which is a lead of sixty-two runs. I mean, England are more than capable of. I mean, losing this by an innings, to be perfectly honest, but. Um, yeah, draw. I think. Currently, Ambrose was quite critical of the the ground staff. I heard, and I didn't hear a lot of the commentary today. But in the first session, he was quite critical because um, I can't remember which English guy it was was trying to sort of give them a way out of they've had the under 19s World Cup, and mm. is that part of the reason? And he was just quite blunt that they've had enough time to prepare a good pitch. Um, we've got this pitch that's it's not good for Test cricket. I don't believe. Um, it. it there's probably only a contest here because we've got two teams that aren't very good. Yeah. Um, we've just seen a road in in Pakistan with Australia playing. Yeah. Is Test cricket? Do do the ICC? We you know we we forever talk about Test cricket needing saved. I, I I don't buy that. I think the the proper cricket fan still loves Test yeah. cricket. But do the ICC need to be looking at Test match? Pitches. Oh, 100%. So the, the pitch at the Pindi Stadium in Raul Pindi in Pakistan, so the umpire, the match umpire or match referee, whatever one grades the pitch, has rated it a Saturday below average. So that venue gets one demerit point. Yep. And so if they get five demerit points within a space of five years, that venue is then banned from hosting international cricket. Yeah. I don't think that's severe enough no, for that, that pitch. That was my thought. 14 wickets in five full days of test match cricket. Yeah. That is nothing short of disgraceful. Yeah. In order for the game to thrive, there has to be an even contest between bat and ball. And the game's at its most exciting when the ball has a slight advantage. But you can't... An ideal test match pitch, it will differ throughout the five days. And on average, it's sort of an even an even contest. Yeah, you almost probably want the seamers 
You want it to, to be, uh, yeah. you know, have that sort of... Uh, the first day and a bit is for the seamers. It then becomes easy to bat. Yeah. And the spinners come into the game towards yeah, the end that, of the that's match. That's probably your ideal yeah. um, situation. Um, now, it's it's quite hard to produce. That's the ideal pitch. It's quite, there's not yes. a lot of countries have those conditions, granted. Yeah. But yeah, I think there has to be... Some, because the other thing is, is actually, these demerit points maybe work in England... Australia, maybe yeah, South I, Africa, actually, New Zealand. They're, they're not playing enough games yeah. at these grounds. Like The Pindy Stadium might only hold one test match a year, if that. Well, to be fair, one a year is well, the rate for the English grounds as well, other than Lords. Yeah, but, so okay, it's yeah, the, but uh, sorry, it, I think it probably should be, won't even host yeah. one a year. So I think that rather than it being over a case of five demerit points over five years, it should be a case of five demerit points over X number of matches. But do you think it should even be that? Do you think it should be a punishment to the stadium? Or should it be a punishment to the board? Or the team? Or however you um, want to go for it? Both, I think. Because if a, if if a ground and a ground staff consistently show that they're not up for preparing a test match wicket, yep. then they shouldn't be hosting no no and i can see that and i i I can see that but at the same time if a ground staff have repeatedly shown that and the board do nothing about it and don't say to that venue change your ground staff or change what you're doing or lose it then yeah the board have to be accountable as well ultimately it's the board that are the host of the fixture yeah well that's that's i mean that's it i think there's i just think by putting the the punishment onto the ground you do allow the board to kind of walk away from the blame. Yeah. And I don't think that that's correct. Yeah. Um, and I think there's maybe a, some other, especially now there's a world cricket, the the test championship. Yes. Yeah. It's easier to put, in the end of the day, we saw slow over rates cost Australia their place in the final. Yeah. And I think I think it's perfectly fit into, we see that in the county fixtures. Um, yeah. P- teams have been, dot points for bad pitches and perhaps that's what has to happen as well. Yeah, I mean, slow over rates are forever. The commentary always say that is the biggest threat to test match cricket. It's not. For me, it is the second threat. The biggest threat to test match cricket is dead pitches. Because dead pitches make boring matches. And yes, slow over rates are frustrating, but you don't tend to notice it till five or six o'clock on the day. Well, I also think that... (laughs) Pretty hard going for a team in the field and a pitch like that's going on in the, over in the West Indies or would have been happening over in Pakistan. Like if you're just like, wow, I'm grinding away and this is awful. Yeah, you've got no chance of a wicket. Like in the heat and everything, you're not running around. Yeah, the Pakistan bowlers just had to watch Australians get to ninety and then chuck their wickets away, uh, <laughs> and then that, that, nine, yeah, nine. the Australian bowlers just didn't even get that. They just watched them go to three figures and beyond. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And I mean, it, it did make me laugh because there was, there was some article about just celebrating the, the record opening stand for Pakistan. And I thought, I mean, on that pitch, is that really in a cheat? Like, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those where stats can lie. Absolutely. Because yeah, it's yeah. like, that should count as a sort of 50 opening stand. Like, it, it's, yeah, no. Yeah. Rubbish pitches need improvement. And and that's the problem. I can't comment on what the next test match team should definitely be because the pitch is so terrible and I don't know what the next pitch is going to be like. So, But Matt Parkinson should be in. 
hundred percent doesn't matter what the pitch is. You probably won't be. They'll maybe chuck him in for the last one. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> anyway. I thought Andrew Strauss was going to be good at this, but it doesn't look like it so far. Yeah. So we will bring this episode to an end. Um, thank you as ever for watching, for listening. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at DibDobPod. Um, comment on the YouTube video, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, all that jazz. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us again and we will speak to you shortly. Bye everyone.